Hello and good day everyone, welcome to another episode of Magic the First Pioneers Podcast. This podcast is all about the Pioneer format, and we keep our listeners up to date with what is new, interesting, and powerful in the world of Pioneer. How are you guys doing, my co-host and special guest? Uh, I'm full, I just had dinner, um, and I think you just had breakfast, right Kevin? Yep, yeah. yep, that's right. Yeah, how you doing Emmett? Are, are you sitting down to dinner as well? Uh, no, dinner's a bit not far off. It's probably in an hour or two, maybe when we get to, when we're done. But um, okay. yeah, it's a chill Saturday for me, having fun. No complaints. You guys want to go ahead and introduce yourselves, and we'll yeah. talk about our topic. Yeah, yeah I'm the Japan hobbyist. Uh, I'm uh, your go-to guy in Japan, and uh, Amit. I am Amit, aka Ekaros MTG. I used to stream, but I still play Pioneer a bunch. And hey, you streamed this week. That counts. I stream, yeah, I streamed this week, and I probably stream tomorrow. Yeah. You, oh, awesome. Do you think you'll be streaming more as uh, you know your work gets less busy? It's um, yeah. I, I want to try. I want to fit it more in my life. You know, um, mm-hmm. I'm gonna try, especially with the new set. Hopefully, I'll qualify for Mad Traders. Not that I can actually play it, so I'll try mm-hmm. for a leaderboard run. Um, but uh, yeah, I'll try and stream a bit more often. I think. It's fun. Yeah, looking forward to it. I miss I miss your hot takes. <laughs> that's why you have me here, right? <laughs> well, yep, that's exactly why we've got you here. So what we wanted to do today is that we had a new set come out just, uh, well, it's actually not even fully out yet, I think, yeah. online. Uh, but we are looking at our very first brews from the set. So, you know, whenever a new set drops, we're always trying to see what we know is going to be good, add things to new existing decks, make some new decks with them. Um, you know me, I was pretty negative on this set, but still found a couple things that I could be happy to brew with. Mm-hmm. And you guys have some brews here as well. So we're going to do what we usually do. We each brought two lists. We're going to kind of go over the lists on the podcast. Um, if you want to follow along, you can check them out on the website where we're posted. Mm-hmm. Or you can go to our Discord and check out the Pod Live chat uh, and see these deck lists as we're talking about them. And, you know, we'll make commentary. We might make some changes to the final lists. But uh, that's basically what we do. We want to just kind of, you know, go over what we're initially thinking might be some fun things to play in this new Pioneer season. Yeah, mine are definitely fun and not good. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) It's okay. At least I told you you can't do uh, black and white tokens. So hopefully that's not one of yours. Yeah, I did not do black and white tokens this time. I did Naya tokens. (laughs) Oh, okay. Great, great, great. Do we want to just start right there? We'll jump right into one of your deck lists and we'll go over uh, what's going on here. Okay, so um, I was talking about this on the, um, uh, what was it, the uh, the set review. Uh, one of the cards I was kind of excited about was uh, Jetmir. So uh, Jetmir, what's his name? Uh, Nexus Jetmir, of Revels. Nexus of, of, of Revels. This is kind of what I built this deck around. So he's a four-mana card, and he's got three different modes. Uh, so the first mode is, like, I think if you have, uh, let me get this up. I think it's five creatures. Yeah. Three total creatures. Three total. If you have three total creatures, all your creatures get plus one, plus zero, and have vigilance. Um, if you have five creatures, or sorry, six creatures, he gets. Uh, they also get plus one, plus zero, oh, and trample. So that's plus two, plus zero. If you're keeping track, and if you have uh, <laughs> nine creatures, nine or more creatures, um, your your all your creatures get basically plus three, plus zero, trample, double strike, and vigilance. So how I uh, went around building this deck is uh, uh, kind of took the old uh, green-white tokens 
Uh, you know, I got some hanger back walkers in there. I added some voice of resurgence because why not? Um, you know, it's, it's going to die. It's going to give, give you more tokens and it can create more tokens if, if they have any kind of removal that they're going to play on your turn. Uh, I'm also trying out the uh, cab ready charm because I kind of figured that this deck needed a little bit more uh, removal. So uh, it deals damage equal to the number of uh, uh, creatures you control uh, or you can make two instant speed uh, tokens and uh, you can also give plus one plus one and uh, trample to all your creatures until the end of turn. So it's, it's kind of like an Atarka's, uh, an Atarka's command sort of thing. Mm -hmm. And uh, I also have Ginny Fay, which is another card I kind of talked about. I'm just basically putting all the new cards in here. I don't know if they're going to be mm -hmm. good. Um, they, I know they aren't going to be good, but I want to try them out anyways. So she's the 3-3 uh, three, three for three mana, the hybrid red-green, hybrid red-white, and a green. And uh, it says if you would create uh, one or more tokens, you can instead create that many 2-2 two, two green cat creature tokens with haste or that many 3-1 vigilance dog creatures with vigilance. And I kind of like that 2-2 two, two haste cat thing just because mm -hmm. one of the problems that uh, control always runs, sorry, not control, uh, tokens runs into is not having the haste, is not being able to attack the turn that they come into play. So, you know, if you do have a big turn where you're using uh, March of the Multitudes, for example, which is also in this deck, um, you know, you can create those instant speed and uh, you can, uh, they would all have become in as 2 2 uh, cats with haste. Uh, good way to end the game right there. Um, I'm also trying out uh, SRAM's expertise just because uh, I want to be able to put in as many creatures as possible. And this can let you kind of cheat in uh, a Ginny Fay or. Uh, it can let you, uh, cheat, you know, cheat in a cab ready charm, so you can play three creatures and then deal three damage right away afterwards. And uh, in order, I also have a Legion's Landing to kind of get you like uh, on your way to give you a little bit more mana early on if you can attack. I have Gilded Goose as my uh, my mana dork to kind of a uh, um, how can I say uh, uh, hmm. to speed me up, but also mm -hmm. it creates a food token. And the thing with Ginny Fay mm -hmm. is, is says if you would create one or more tokens, it doesn't say any kind of token. So it could be any kind. You can instead create a cat token. So basically, it, it makes cats or three one vigilance dogs uh, whenever you pay two mana later on. So it becomes a uh, token producer later on, which is great. Uh, and also because I'm trying to go wide here, I have Nissa, uh, which is also three mana that I can use right away to give. For example, if I'm playing her right off my SRAM's expertise, then I just give all those uh, creatures plus one, plus one counters. Um, and I'm trying to think. Oh, and also I have three quarter calling, and that's a search up like a Jenny Fay or a Jetmere or uh, a Voice Resurgence, uh, mainly to get the Jetmere because I want to be able to get him in there and to, you know, to use that ability as soon as possible with all my creatures. Um, sideboard, uh, I got Dramoka's Command, Faithful Absence, Graph Digger's Cage. I have a Halo Fountain as a one-off just because I'm using all these Convoke spells. I would be able to tap a lot of creatures, um, you know, either with, uh, well, with card Court of Calling or March of Multitudes, basically. And then I can uh, untap those, hopefully. I mean, again, this is total jank. Uh, and then win the game <laughs> if I have 15 Un yeah, so untap fifteen taps. So yeah, that'd be that'd be the only way to do that. 
Um, but also I have. I'm starting to feel yeah. bad. I feel like we've been too hard on Ryan. He's he's called yeah. his own deck jank here before yeah. we even get a chance to say anything. The Hornet's Nest, uh, just for for aggro builds, uh, blocks and get more tokens. Uh, rest in peace. Settle the wreckage, of course, for Nyawanoda, and then Sunset Revelry, um, which is the uh, Midnight Hunt card that lets you either gain four life if your opponent has more life, uh, get more tokens if they have more creatures, or you get uh, more cards if you, if they have more cards in their hand. So please tear this apart. <laughs> I actually think this is a really nice build. Um, <clears throat> so I also looked at green-white tokens at some point. Not because of Jetmir, by the way, but due to Genie Fey, I think that card's really, really good and interesting. Um, so I love the use of Gilded Goose here. I love uh, Nissa looks really good. I love Westvale Abbey. I think that card's just not found home in Pioneer yet, but mm-hmm. it's it could catch some people off guard. Like some decks just really can't beat the flip side. Um, thinking obviously like mono red and stuff, and uh, but the two cards. So I mentioned Genie Fey, which I think is the real reason to play Naya here. And the other mm. card I really wanted to try was uh, Rabble Rousing or Rabble Rouse, which is um, the white the enchantment. Double strike? No, no, it's the white enchantment for five mana. It has Hideaway five, um, oh. right? And when you attack, it for doubles your tokens or something. Hmm? Oh. How many mana did it cost, here. though? Is that like a five mana? Five mana, yeah. Mana? No, here, let me read it off. I think it's three mana. No, uh, it's three No, mana. it is five mana. Five mana, hideaway five. Whenever you attack with one or more creatures, create that many one-one green and white citizen creature tokens. Mm-hmm. If you control ten or more creatures, you can play the exiled co- uh, card without paying its mana cost. Mm. So if you attack with five creatures, you'll get the uh, the hideaway effect because mm. you make five more. Exactly, yeah. So I was thinking about playing something with that, and then, you know, it's just, I don't know what you're putting into play because your cards tend to be a bit small, but... That's just another aspect mm. I would look to. Um, but yeah, I love Jenny Fate plus March. Jet Mirror might just prove to be very good, especially when you have Cord. And Shram's expertise is also like, I think that's the correct way to maybe abuse Jenny Fate because I was thinking of March. But if you're marching for a bunch, you're probably winning anyway. But mm-hmm. curving Genie into expertise, now that's nice. Um, I like Sram as a way to kind of test the waters. Like they don't counter that. Okay, I'll just play one of these three drops. Yeah, and also... I think what I'd tempo. like to see... Mm-hmm. Uh, so what I'm looking at is I think I'd like to see Mana Dorks in here, just because they add mm-hmm. to your total mm-hmm. creature count for Jetmere, and the deck's a little bit slow. You know, you've got eight four-drops, and uh, March of Multitudes is at least a four-drop. Mm-hmm. So that, that's going to be just a tiny bit slow, you know, compared to something like a Winota, maybe. Uh, you know, I know that's an unfair comparison. That, that's a really good deck, but um, I think Hankerback Walker might be one of the ones that stands out for me as always being very slow. For yeah. what, you know, this should be a pretty aggro deck, and Hangerback Walker does not put a very fast I, clock I on his opponent. I was not sure um, as far as like uh, what I wanted this deck to be. I didn't know if I wanted it to be aggro or if I wanted it to be kind of uh, more slower for, you know, you know, like the long game and have like one explosive turn. Hmm. But that's fair, I think. I mean, it's still too early and we don't know how the new cards play out. Um I think it's fair to just try and jam a bunch of new cards into a deck and then see how it performs, right? Hmm. Yeah, I wonder if even you could go something like Burning Tree Emissary as your two-drop. You know, that, that'll give you... Yeah. You could almost even play Nykthos. You know, you've got Ginny Faye's three green. Uh, if you had Burning Tree Emissary, that would be two each. Mm-hmm. Um, that could get you a lot of mana if you're trying to do some of these big mana things like the Court of Calling and March of Multitudes. Like, it would be nice to be able to kind of go over the top like that. Since I think that's what's what's kind of lacking here is you don't have like you know maybe you might have the same curve out as something like a Winota but you don't have the 
you know, the go infinite turn where you put a bunch of things into play. So yeah. that, that's kind of what I wouldn't mind seeing is is one thing to really go over the top. Yeah. I mean, I, I made Mardu tokens and even red-white tokens before, and those can go wide with, like, stuff like, a, um, was it a Secure the Waste and whatnot. And you can just go really big because you can play, uh, like, Goblin Bushwhacker or whatever its name is, or Reckless Bushwhacker, and right, you have yeah. that super yeah. big turn. That's a little bit harder to do, especially in three colors, I think. I'm not sure the mana is there to add in a Bushwhacker here. No, I think that would but. be a bit much. Hmm. Uh, okay, okay. But yeah, and I, I didn't want to go too heavy into Rex. I think there was another, the other red one. Um, what was it from? She's like the four mana. Doesn't she get plus one in haste to like all your tokens or all your creatures? The Zarel or whatever her name is. Oh, the uh, Planeswalker? Yeah, oh, she's not good. No, I don't much like her at all. Yeah, so. From the D&D &D set. Yeah. yeah, yeah. From the D &D. Um, so one more new card I want to see. You're, you're playing a Halo Fountain in the sideboard. Mm -hmm. What's that about? Uh, you're going to be tapping all those creatures for, uh, you know, for example, Court of Calling or March of Multitudes. You uh, tap all those. You, uh, I don't know, play uh, Stram's Expertise, play that for free. <laughs> or something and then okay and then you have all these tap creatures from convoke and you untap and you win the game it or you can tap you two, tap it also lets you activate yeah. ghost multiple times a turn which is not nothing hmm. um yeah like just make cat tokens when you have jenny fane playing this um, yeah there you go thanks for saving me <laughs> i mean i think it's an interesting <laughs> card i looked very hard at it before deciding that i don't really want to try it because it's a bit too much work mm. but I mean, the card's just weird, so could do yeah, some stuff for sure. I mean, I would love to play this like in a uh, Magda deck where I can search it up and then untap everything that has crewed something, but I'm never going to get 15 creatures in that game. I will get it in tokens, though. Anyways, mm -hmm. I think that's enough. Thank you guys for for checking out my deck. Let's go to a better deck. Well, I mean, <laughs> I, I've also got some brews going on here, so... Uh, I don't know where we're going next, but I, I could... Let's, let's go to you. Let's go, go ahead, to you. yeah. All right, I'm going to go with this uh, mono green list I've got here. Uh, this is... So it's a mono green ramp list. I'm building this off of something I had seen, you know, 5-0 a couple times previously, where they're playing sort of around the fact that Fiend Artisan is really nice in a toolbox green deck, mm -hmm. especially alongside um, Cavalier of Thorns, which has been popular lately, but mm. puts a lot of cards into the graveyard. Um, so those cards, plus Kiara Beaneth Becker is kind of the core of this deck. And then I really thought that some of the new cards looked really good here. So Topiary Stomper is one that I was excited to try brewing around. Um, and that one's the 3-mana 4-4 four, four plant mm -hmm. dinosaur with Vigilance. But it can't attack until you've got 7 or more lands. But it's also a ramp spell. So, so really, it's a ramp spell, but it also triggers Kiora. You could sacrifice it for Fiend Artisan. It's a 4-power creature for your Ronas. It's a 4-power creature for your Surak. Um, it kind of just does a lot in this deck as, you know, sitting around as that creature. And then it's really easy to get up to that 07 mana or those seven lands uh, point and just have it be, you know, a free 4-4 Vigilance that's sitting in play. Mm. Oh, it also triggers uh, Bonders Enclave is another one that the deck loves to play. Mm -hmm. um, so really just turns on a lot of things for the deck while still just being a ramp spell, which I thought was really nice. So that was the one I really wanted to build around. And then I also think that Titan of Industry is a ramp target kind of worth building up to mm -hmm. so that's a seven mana seven seven with reach trample um and it does a bunch of things when it enters like it makes a shield token or a rhino or you gain five life or an artifact or enchantment is destroyed and you get two of those so i just it does a lot i just um, saw that this is choose two so now i'm more hyped about this yeah 
Mm-hmm. Oh, you're more hyped about this? Yeah. It, so Kurt's pretty sweet. Uh, mm-hmm. I think that it, it is a nice ramp target. Um, the one thing I will say, just because, you know, getting to finally test out shield tokens a little bit, I've been a little disappointed on how they work on the defense. You know, if I've got a 7-7 and I've got a shield token on it, and my opponent swings with a mm-hmm. you know, a 2-2 goblin, am I going to block it and lose my shield token? Or am I going to take the 2 damage? Like, it doesn't really put up a wall as well because you don't want to you know block their your the token from fable of the mirror breaker and then get dreadboard so that's been a little bit of an awkward um balance is trying to find between those two mm-hmm. is that how it works but i do really like titan of industry yeah so any damage will remove hey. it uh, yeah it doesn't have to be lethal damage very sus <laughs> <laughs> that it is that it is it's like it reminds me yeah, of other than that i now, uh, yeah, what does it remind you of? I was going to say, it reminds you, you know that game Rampage, you know, where you can just like, you know, you're the giant creature, you're crawling up the building, and you can just kind of take out the bottom, <laughs> you know, and it'll fall down and stuff. That's what it reminds oh, me yeah, of. Yeah. It's like just two hits right at the bottom, and it destroys the building. You know, that two damage from that creature, from that bear, it's going to destroy the titan. Yeah, I mean, you yeah. still have to have a kill spell for it that it can do the seven damage yeah. afterwards, but... It has been a little bit of a, an awkward balance um, trying to keep those shield tokens on. Hmm. But yeah, other than that, you know, a little bit of a toolbox, like one Kogla, one Ronus, a Scavenging Ooze, um, a bunch of things in the sideboard that I think are good targets. Like, I think Questing Beast is in a great position against the blue-white decks that are trying to kill mm-hmm. things with uh, mm-hmm. with Wandering Emperor. I think that Nolhide Ferox could get to be in a really good spot right now. Mm-hmm. against all of the decks that are going to be running Obnix list because yeah, they make you discard and you just drop this 6-6 six, six into play. Oh. Uh, and I really don't have much non-creatures. That'll be pretty good. Um, yeah, I've tried out one of the new Workshop Warp Chief in the sideboard. Haven't really gotten a chance to play it, but uh, that's kind of the new, you know, gains you life, makes rhinos when it dies. Thrag Tusks um, cool at there. home. Yep, the new Thrag Tusks, sort of. Yeah. Uh, yep, that's really about it. Uh, what do you guys think of this kind of archetype for Mono Green, as well as uh, the new cards here? What do you think, Emmett? So, first of all, unfortunately, I just think that the Coring Green deck is just, you know, much better at abusing Nykthos than this, um, mm. which probably makes this a bit too slow. But I love the use of Finned Artisan. I think that card's, like, criminally underplayed. Now I want to play it with Obnixilis, but... I'll have to figure that out. Um, but yeah, and then like Titan of Industry, I'm much more sold on it once I saw that this is like choose two. Uh, that's a pretty big feature there. And the the Stomper is also another intriguing card because you get like the devotion and the body and the land. Um, mm-hmm. It's a bit awkward because playing Mana Elves doesn't, let you, doesn't help you like activate it. So I don't know, interesting, but... It, overall, I think like playing these green decks is a good idea. You could cut Kiora for and sideboard Umori, which is what I've seen people play. Yeah, I have seen Umori. I, I don't love Umori. I'm yeah. almost like mm-hmm. yeah. I saw a list that had Umori, and I was kind of like, you know, I kind of mm-hmm. want to cut Umori for an extra sideboard slot. Yeah. I don't. Even, <laughs> I don't even need to uh, add non creatures to my main yeah. deck. I just want an extra sideboard yeah. slot. I, that's how low I am on them. <laughs> and I will say that I really think the Nohide Pharaohs. Uh, Ferox idea is really good, so I hate you for bringing it up. <laughs> oh, uh, was somebody playing an Obnixilis deck today? <laughs> you betcha. Yeah, we'll, we'll go to you in a minute. Let yeah. me hear what uh, Ryan mm-hmm. has to think first. I, I, I honestly think you need to have Vivian, uh, Arcbook Ranger, in here. I think Ooh. you need some kind of interaction, some way to kind of fight, get rid of you know uh, other targets other than just Kogla. 
Because right now, that's mm. pretty much the only way you can do that. I would probably drop the Stomper, maybe, because you're already playing, like, eight Elves. I don't know if you need more mana, to be honest. You know, just play, like, four uh, Vivian. And it also gives you access to all your stuff in the sideboard, too. I just like the whole toolbox idea. I don't think you need to go, like, the full-on, you know, Planeswalker um, thing with, you know, Karns and... In Nissa, but I definitely think you want Vivian. I think Vivian should be in, in both of those. Hmm. So that's my two cents. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, uh, why don't we go on? You know, it did sound like across you've got an Obnix list deck. Do we want to go right there? We could, yeah. Um, so my list. Okay, I'll start before that. I was trying to brew an Obnix sure. list because that card I think is very, very good. And just to give you an example of like why I think it's very good, the play patterns. So when you play this against control, it kind of reminds you of the taking turns combo, right? Where you copy a good spell Mm. twice and they have to have two counters or else they're behind regardless of what happens. But this can happen on turn three. Um, And then the plus one, you know, is like medium good. But once you get to this twice each turn... That's where you get to start straining your opponent's cards and life total. Um, so a bunch of like I thought about a bunch of cards I want to play this with. Fiend Artisan is now on that list, um, <laughs> but I decided I wanted to start by trying to figure out a deck that could protect it relatively well um, and abuse the tokens when you that you get when you minus two. So I looked at um, some kind of an aristocrat's list, maybe a sacrifice list. Um, that is very much focused on um, trying to get uh, to to copy Obnix Citizen on turn three. I'm not sure that's the right approach, by the way, but that's what I went for here. So you get to play four Deadly Dispute and two Village Rights just to get to use all the new all uh, the little creatures you have lying around. Unlucky Witness is a card that I think could be pretty good, where um, it's a new card one one for one when it dies. Um, you. Excel the top two cards of your deck, and then until your end step, you can play one of those. So if you sacrifice it on your opponent's turn, you get to choose, you get your whole turn to play those cards. Um, and Shambling Ghast. So you could get the mana or kill a creature when you sack it for Obnixilis. Um, hmm. I don't know if this build is any good. I don't know if it's better than playing Mayhem Devil and, Ob, uh, and um, Onicult Anvil, but I mean, you gotta start somewhere, right? Yeah, so Mayhem Devil is the one that I, you know, I, I always thought about Mayhem Devil right away because Obnixilis cares if you have a devil. You yeah. have to gain those two life every time. And mm-hmm. by the way, so that was, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. yeah, I looked it up and it's like the only playable devil in Pioneer, I think. Mm. Devil oh. or Demon. It's like Sky, um, uh, Skyclave Scourge. Hey, if somehow Rakshasa yeah. Death Dealer comes back, I'm going to be ecstatic. <laughs> but I don't think that's ever going to mm, be a playable a good card. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. Yeah, was there anything else you wanted to say about it, Kevin? Uh, yeah, so I think there's a couple things that I'm... Yeah, I was definitely going to ask about the Mayhem Devil. Um, yeah, I could see where you'd want to try something other than just going, you know, Anvil. Uh, the card that I really wanted to see here, though, is Fatal Grudge. I don't know if you looked at that one at all. Um, so that one's the red and black sorcery. As an additional cost, you sacrifice a mm-hmm. non permanent, and each opponent sacrifices a permanent of that kind, and then you draw a card. So... I was surprised not to see that. I thought, you know, you've got the Village Rights and Deadly Dispute maybe over one of those. Um, I just thought that that card for me has played really well. And you have, 
you know, you've got extra Obnixiluses. You can sometimes take out a Planeswalker. You can sacrifice mm-hmm. a, you know, a blood token to get rid of a, um, a chariot. That's really good. Oh. You've even got enchantments if you want to get rid of uh, something there. So you kind of have uh, every kind of permanent that you might be able to get rid of if you wanted to. That's an interesting idea. I looked at the card and it seemed a bit narrow for my liking. Um, but when you have a bunch of hmm. one drops, maybe it is better. Um, because you just get to trade your useless one drop for any of their creatures, which is probably good for you. Um, and draw the card, which is nice. Could probably play a couple of those over the village rights, I think. Okay. Or Other than that, you know, I'm pretty excited about it. I think you know all of these cards are pretty good on their own. Shambling Ghast has been a little bit weak, I think, mm-hmm. for me in the past, but I think maybe this could be a spot for it. Um, and really the question would be there if you, you know, if the Shaman Gas and Unlucky Witnesses end up being better than you know either Anvil or Cat mm-hmm. Oven. Yeah, and what cards what kind of cards of Nixilis really incentivizes you to play? Which I'm not sure I figured out yeah. yet. I'm not sure Why you're gonna have be? enough mm-hmm. artifacts to realistically um always have uh, voltage surge on. Um you yeah, know, that, you have the the blood tokens from Blood Tithe Harvester, maybe you have the Shambling Ghast uh you know, the treasure token, maybe the Voldean Epicure, but like other than that, I don't know. Deadly if... Dispute as well. Yeah, the Deadly Dispute, you can yeah. sacrifice a creature, which is fine. But um, it also but yeah, gives I... an artifact. Well, I'm saying you, you get an artifact out of it. Oh, yeah, true, 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 true. Yeah, I'm not sure about that. So that's 16 ways. I'm not I'm not sure if you really, really need vid- village rights in here either. Between all mm-hmm. the other, you know, uh, blood tokens and everything, I think you could, like Kevin said, you could add in that Mayhem Double. Um, also, I'm not really keen on spending four hundred dollars for Meat Hook Massacres, so that's definitely a, <laughs> that's definitely a yeah. negative. But oh, uh, I'm not buying this deck in paper. Don't worry. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, cut that. Like, like Kevin said, I, I would love to see a Mayhem Devil in here as like the top end, along with the the Obnixilis. So, yeah, it's probably uh, just a better idea to slot Obnixilis into the existing Rakdos mm-hmm. sack decks, but. Um, yeah yeah i tried one of those i didn't want to bring that as a brew for today but um this, this is you know, a little bit more interesting creative yeah, yeah. uh ha- have you guys looked at obnixilis in any other shells just uh, as long as we're talking about the card specifically because i know it was one that was most hyped i haven't looked at him yet but i do want to try him in black red mid-range mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah you get a little bit better that's interesting better creatures a um, little bit stronger creatures to play with in there i think what do you think about uh, Jund? You know, the idea of turn one elf into turn two double Obnixilis has been a powerful idea thrown around. Mm-hmm-hmm. It's kind of funny that you can sack a goose for that, even though it fixes yeah, you your. Can't sack I mean, goose. you can sack it to goose, but <laughs> technically, yeah, you don't get anything. It dies, yeah. right? Yeah, triggers the vault. It'll enter with zero. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that's gonna be a powerful. Like three three mana walkers are always dangerous. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. And this one is, except, I think, again, actively good. Except except the Jace. The Jace from Ixalan. He was garbage. Oh, yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Not He's even OG Jace for a second. Yeah. No, the one that was like, make a illusion token or something like that. No, thank you. I won't say I didn't think about it for one of the decks I'll talk about later. but Yeah. Um. So should we go back to me? My second one? Perfect. All right, so I kind of wanted to re sorry, resurrect uh, an older um, strategy that people had before, and that's mono white devotion. 
and uh, because we have uh, the new uh, angel out there and a couple other new cards in mono white i thought you know hey this might actually be a fine deck to try again um you know in in uh, pioneer so uh, it's kind of got a lot of the 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 same base cards that uh, Mono White Devotion has. Uh, the top end's a little bit different. So you get your Thraben Inspectors um, for your one drops. You also have uh, Knight of the White Orchid uh, as your two drops to get some more, um, how can I say, so, uh, some some more uh, planes uh, into play. Uh, I also have uh, three of the Giadas, Fonts of Hope. She's the 2-2 uh, Angel. And uh, whenever an angel comes into play, uh, it gets a plus one plus one counter. And also, uh, you can she basically is a mana creature for for angels only for an angel spell. Uh, but uh, I have her in there. And then uh, what else do I have? I also have Bishop of the Wings. Is some extra two white pips. Uh, he's the human cleric. That's a one four, and you get a four life whenever uh, an angel enters the battlefield. And then also uh, you get a one one token whenever uh, an angel dies. And uh, so we got we got a lot of one and two drops there to kind of you know speed up our uh, Nykthos, which I do have Nykthos in the sideboard there. And then what we're ramping into, we have I have a lot of kind of how can I say not one one offs, but like uh, I'm not playing fours a lot of stuff. Like I have Resplendent Angel in there, which is the three three flyer, and whenever you gain four life, you get a four four Angel token, and you can pay six to give it plus two plus two in life link. Um, I also have uh, Brutal Cathar in here just because I felt like White needs a little bit of uh, uh how can i say removal in the main i don't want to like you know leave that up to chance and uh what else do i have in here um oh book of exalted deeds was the other three drop that i have in here so it says if you gain three more life this turn you get a three three uh white angel token uh which mm -hmm. you can do that you know if you have bishop of wings in play but you also get three pips uh you know three uh white uh, symbols there and of course, if you don't know what that does for our listeners out there, tap three, tap it, and you get to put uh, uh, a counter. So you exile it, and uh, you get to put in a lightning counter on an angel. And again, you can't lose a game, your opponent can't win the game, and then activate only as a sorcery. Um, and uh, so uh, we have all these three drops here. Let me talk a little bit about uh, my four drops, um, or sorry, I say that five drops. One card that goes really well with three drops is the new Elspeth Resplendent. Um, she's a five mana, five mana, sorry, five mana, five loyalty card, and her plus one is put a plus one counter, um, and uh, also either a flying counter, first strike, lifelink, or vigilance on it. And uh, her minus three is look at the seven cards in your library, top seven, and you can put a permanent card with value three or less from among them onto the battlefield with the shield counter on it. And then you put the rest on the bottom. So this is kind of like, you know, in, in Mono White Devotion before you had the Owl that lets you look for your, your, your key pieces. I mean, honestly, this could probably also find, um, uh, what's his name, uh, Heliod, if you wanted to put that in here as well. Mm -hmm. And uh, uh, her minus seven is uh, creates five three three White Angel creature tokens with flying, which is insane. You just have to take that up twice to get that. But I like the minus three because you can put any of those three drops I just mentioned down there and uh you know it's extra white devotion um another a couple other uh a couple other new cards that we didn't really have last time on a white devotion was the thing we have wandering emperor uh which is just great removal um you know two more pips it's two and two and two whites uh so two more white symbols for for the devotion there it can protect itself like we know it's got the minus one for you know the two two samurai token 
And uh, you can also put a plus one counter on a creature in an inning's first strike. So we got really good four drops this time. Um, I also have, uh, again, we have some more angels in here. I got Archangel of Tithes, which is a 3-5 uh, angel. And the uh, opponent's creatures can't attack unless they pay one mana for each one if it's untapped. And it can't block if uh, it's attacking unless they pay one mana for each of those. It's mm -hmm. kind of a, a, a good card uh, for, you know, on defense or offense, I have to say. Another four drop I have here is Gisela, the Broken Blade. And this is mainly because I want to try to do the uh, Brucella combo. So I have Bruna, the Fading Light, which is a mm -hmm. seven mana, five, seven angel. And when you cast her, you can bring an angel or human back to the battlefield from your graveyard to, sorry, from the graveyard to the battlefield. And it's flying in vigilance. And I believe how melding works is at the end step, I want to say. Um, oh, I don't remember. Yeah, Gisela. So yeah, Gisela. is a four-three flying first strike lifelink angel horror. And at the beginning of your end step, if you own both her and Gisela, they uh, meld and they become a nine-ten angel with like first strike flying and lifelink, and your opponent mm -hmm. can't cast spells uh, three or less. So it like pretty much says you either get a wrath me or you lose the game. So ramping into that, that would be really fun. I figured. Um, I also have a Lyra Dawnbringer as a one-off in here. Uh, just because, you know, you have all these angels, might as well have something that gives them all, uh, you know, a little boost. And I think, oh, I also have Emeris Call. It's kind of like my 24th land, uh, mm -hmm. but it also makes two angel tokens. And then my instance, um, March of Otherworldly Light is really good removal, especially for Mono White. I think this could definitely help it, um, how could I say, be very competitive. Like, we're always lacking something before. I, sh I could also probably add in... Um, what's it what's it called the um, portable hole maybe I should have those in the sideboard I didn't consider that and then also I have uh, faithful absence um, as well which is another way to to kill uh, pretty much anything you need uh, Lance uh, castle Ardenvale because you know it makes white but also makes tokens uh, cave of the frost dragon um, because you get all the white why not a ganjo uh, for damage so again you have some extra ways to uh, deal damage to creatures um, and then sideboard, I got Archangel Avacyn, um, Archon of Emeria for like the Phoenix matchups or uh, uh, Lotus, Baneslayer Angel just because, Damping Sphere, Elite Spellbinder, another target for uh, for Elspeth to put into play, uh, also good against the combo decks or those other um, decks that you don't want them to get their spells from, Graph Digger's Cage for Winota, Rest in Peace for Graveyard decks, and then of course Settle the Wreckage. <laughs> of course. So what do you guys think? Unfortunately, I think Giada is a good card, and that makes me very sad. Um, I really, really, really dislike the Angels decks in Pioneer. I don't think they lead to any kind of good gameplay, but that's just me ranting. Um, I, I think the idea for the list is good. I think going the mono-white approach uh, is a pretty good idea, because you now, yes, you said, you have the Emperor, you have a bunch of white angels. You don't really have to splash the Coco anymore. You could just, you know, play this as sort of this... Pseudo combo, pseudo aggro deck, pseudo mid range deck, where you just have a bunch of synergies, but also cards that attack. I would just want to get the righteous Valkyrie in here and maximize on the Bishop of Wings, just you know, like the yeah. green white angels deck does, and just go to town. Just mm -hmm. be like, yep, yeah, go ahead. I'm gonna have a bunch of angels, and you're gonna have to try and kill me. Yeah, I guess I could probably put the brutal Cathar into the sideboard for those. Mm -hmm. I also yeah, think that's kind of in line with what I was thinking. Yeah. yeah, go ahead. I just wanted to say that I think Skyclave is a better card than Brutal Cathar, generally. 
Um, just, you know, being on the other side of just killing the Cathar whenever I need to and getting my card back. Worse than... Oh, you mean the spirit? Skyclave apparition. Or no. Yeah. Yeah. That's my mm-hmm, preference, mm-hmm. but I haven't... I've yeah. never played, like, these white decks, so I don't know. I'd probably agree there. Yeah, I think that that's kind of the same thing I was thinking, is that, you know, the Righteous Valkyrie, the Youthful Valkyries, the Bishop of Wings, those are what makes that, the Coco version, so powerful. Mm. So it kind of feels like you're being pulled between, like, two versions of... Like, you're, you're interested in the Angels deck, which is kind of a lower-to-ground aggro deck, and actually it's really nice that it got a new two-drop Angel... And then you're also kind of looking at the, like, White Devotion, which is a much bigger deck. Mm-hmm. I really like, like, the Seventh Prophet White Devotion deck that has shown up, you know, pretty much just Seventh Prophet is doing really well on it, but some people play it as well. Um, and I think that deck goes way further over the top than yours does. You know, that one's playing two, sometimes three Emrakul. Uh It's got the things like Golos. It's got the, th- uh, what is it, Thalia's Lancers to find all kinds oh, of yeah. I had- legendary creatures. It's a lot more in all in on the. It's not. It's not more all in, but it's a lot more um, set up for the exalted deeds combo. I feel like that deck goes over the top really well, um, and I think that deck got some cool new things. Like I do think Elspeth Resplendent will be great in that deck, but I think that mashing that together with the Angels build of it doesn't quite work for me. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> it's all right. Why? What happened? Why are you sorry? <laughs> I it's failed you this time. I brought too much jank. I don't okay. think it's jank. I think these are legit. Like I think these are legit ideas. And as always, like you brew a deck, there's always going to be you know, yeah ways to improve it right off the bat when someone sees it. Um, these I are starting points. Yeah, exactly. And I think I think the general directions are good, and then we just need to figure out the details. All right, so who wants to go next, uh, Kevin or Emmett? Uh, yeah, I would love to. I've got a little mm-hmm. bit more. I want to see even more of a fun one for my last <laughs> one. Uh, and this is building around Broker's Ascendancy. So that's the green-white-blue Ascendancy. The enchantment system play. Begin of your end step, you would pull a plus one, plus one counter on each creature you control and a loyalty counter on each planeswalker you control. Um, now, I will say, you know, I saw a list from Dreams of Ashiok that I was talking with him about on Twitter. Uh, he was running 80 cards for Yorian. I ended up not liking that idea quite so much, and then playing around with some other things for the list. But I'm running 18 Planeswalkers <laughs> here in the main deck. Um, and then pretty much other than that, it's some removal and Broker's Ascendancy. So, uh, and I guess, uh, so I've got four Sylvan Carry added. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dreams of Action had been trying the uh, Growth Spiral, and after some testing, I just felt like Carry added sitting in play did a little bit better for me. You know, Even with the chance of getting swept up in my own verdict, it was really nice to have something to put counters on. You know, just have a creature around and play. Um, yeah, so I'm going over kind of the, the setup. I've got some marches. I've got some sweepers. I've got some Settle the Wreckage. And then this Planeswalker suite. So at three mana, there's Narset, which is great. Finds any of the other things. Gideon of the Trials has been awesome. You know, he hasn't seen play in a while in Pioneer, but I think that he does a lot of really good things and can kind of go insane with Broker's Ascendancy. You can be putting a plus one, plus one counter and a loyalty counter on him each turn. You can also just be growing him so quickly that you know, you'll get that emblem in play and then be, you know, if you're putting a counter on him from his plus, you're putting a counter on him from your ascendancy, it can end up being really hard for, you know, that's essentially like life gain every turn um, because they have to kill him before they can kill you. Mm-hmm. Uh, up at higher, you know, four of Wandering Emperor, that card's just been great lately and does really well. You know, also makes tokens uh, to grow up with the ascendancy. 
Uh, and then some higher ones, uh, a little bit unusual. So I've got a couple of Teferi. I think he's good. He's a nice source of card advantage, but I wasn't all in on him. I also am running two of Elspeth Resplendent. So same as what Ryan was saying. Really nice to be able to grab some good three drops with her uh, minus three that finds the top seven cards. So you can grab a Broker's Ascendancy, which is just insane. Uh, but you can also grab something like a Gideon or a Narset. And it's really nice when they come in with a shield counter on them. Because if you, your opponent could attack Gideon for with 10 different creatures, all of that will be absorbed by the one shield token. So that works really well with Planeswalkers at 3 mana. Mm. Uh, the plus is also great for you know just dropping some more counters on things. Uh, and then, of course, the absolute... Oh, uh, one more is the Tamiyo Completed Sage. Never really had found a home for this one before, but does really well. Again, really nice with like 3 and 4 drops. So you can like play her and immediately minus to grab a Broker's Ascendancy or one of your three or four mana Planeswalkers, which is nice, uh, as well as the plus just being another source of shutting down one creature pretty much permanently. Finally, the absolute star of the show, Elspeth Sun's Champion. Uh, she's kind of insane with Broker's Ascendancy, because she makes three 1-1 tokens, and then you put a counter <laughs> on each of them and a loyalty on her. Uh, I've actually had it. <laughs> I actually mm. had it once. I had two Broker's Ascendancy out. Play Elspeth, plus one. I've got three three threes, and she's at seven loyalty threatening to ultimate. So, like, <laughs> what do you even do from that position as the opponent? Yeah, so I'm um, pretty much just, you know, playing Planeswalkers, um, doing some fun things. I've got a couple of utility lands in here I wanted to mention. You know, Hall of the Storm Giants, I wanted to call out, you know, it is a creature that can get counters. Uh, it's also, you can grab lands with Elspeth's Resplendence minus three, I believe. Let me, yeah, permanent card. Um, so you can end up with a Hall of the Storm Giants with a shield counter on it, which mm. is kind of nasty. Mm-hmm. Uh, still dies to March of Otherworldly Light, but it can't like push it, which mm-hmm. is just mean. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got an Interplanar Beacon in here. I wish I could play more, but they're just a little bit hard to find in the mana. And you know, new, the, the new Seaside Cita still, Citadel has obviously been great in what's setting up this deck. Karn's Bastion is also a really cool one. Um, mm-hmm. Just wanted to shout out a fun little line I'd had. So I had that line where I played Elspeth Resplendent, found a Gideon of the Trials with a shield token on it, got Gideon's ult into play, and then I had Karn's Bastion sitting around, and I would activate it, put another shield token on Gideon, and oh. my opponent was on uh, humans, I want to say. They could never break through the shield tokens, and just uh, end up, you know, I was at negative life, but they just couldn't kill me because hmm. Gideon was invincible. Oh, that's great. <laughs> hmm. um, so just a little fun thing there. Other than that, you know, sideboard, I've got some answers so that I'm not so bad into control. Um, trying out Endless Detour. I don't know if it'll end up being better than Aethergust, but uh, I like the card. Hopefully it's good. Uh, as well as just you know, a lot of counter spells and some answers to things like Graveyard. All right. I gotta... Oh, I gotta shout out the one last yeah. card. You know, I saw Dreamsy Vashak on Twitter you know, playing a list, and I was like, no, you have to add Luxior. The card's <laughs> hilarious. I don't... It, it probably won't make the final <laughs> list. I've got it here as a fun of, but it's just such a cool card to drop it on one of these Planeswalkers and then be able to get counters and loyalty counters from Broker's Ascendancy. Uh, actually, no, it wouldn't It wouldn't get uh, loyalty counters anymore if you've got Luke's here on there. But it's still a really cool card. And some things like Gideon get really big with it mm-hmm. because he can turn into a 4-4, and then if he has 5 loyalty, then he's a 9-9. Mm-hmm. If you then you know plus 1 Elspeth on him, give him a plus 1 plus 1 counter, that's 2 more. Give him a lifeline counter, that's 1 more. You know, It gets really big really quickly. Mm-hmm. I have a question. That's my piece. What do you guys think? Yes, what do you got? Have you ever considered Oath of Gideon or Oath of Ajani? Oath of Ajani I looked at. Um, I think that Oath of Ajani just, you know, hmm. the one-time usage makes it kind of card disadvantage, which just isn't something we can afford with a deck like this. We're already kind of playing on the edge of mm-hmm. not having hard sources of card advantage, so we need to keep our Planeswalkers around. Um, Oath of 
Gideon is the one that makes two creatures, and then yeah. your creature, your planeswalkers come in with plus one loyalty. Yeah. yeah, I don't mind that one. I didn't find a home for it. I just don't think that I've got uh, quite the room. Yeah, I like Elspeth finding that, putting into play, and then all your other, you know, uh, uh, what do you call them? All your other uh, uh, planeswalkers. Stuff will enter yeah. bigger in the future. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of good planeswalkers in the Bant colors. You know, I was looking at, like, the Narset. I was looking, like, the four-mana Narset. I was looking at the four-mana Tamios, both of them. Mm -hmm. Um, I was even looking at the six-mana Johnny might be decent. Mm -hmm. But it's hard to replace uh, Elspeth at at Mm six-mana. Yeah. Yep. All right. The only thing I'll add about this, yeah, just that I do think that what I would look to add here is, like, more Karyadids. I, I mean, Karyadid is one of a kind, but this feels like you need a bit more board presence, a bit more ramp, if you could find any. But otherwise, I mean, hmm. I'm just having nightmares facing all the bunch of planeswalkers in play, including Gideon, my favorite planeswalker to hate. Um, so I, I could see um, what is the what is the saga that gives you a planes that makes a zero four. I was thinking about that one. I just didn't think I had enough planes oh, in the deck to support um, it. Called Birth of Miletus, Miletus, yeah, like yeah, Birth of Miletus. Yeah, I thought that might be another kind of, yeah, and we could also try Growth Spiral, might be reasonable as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, that would also be a ramp to mana spell. Um, I would just need to find some cuts in order to fit it. Yeah, I do like the Kern's Bastion in the, in the lands for sure. Add that extra mm-hmm. token to everything, it's a cool one. Proliferate with shield tokens is an interesting idea for sure. Yeah, yeah, that's really cool. All right. Uh, All right. If you got nothing else, we can can go on the next one. Sure. Like I said, this one was kind of fun. So I told Ryan and Kevin uh, before we started that I wanted to do a Grixis deck, but not just say, well, now we have good mana with Xander's Lounge and just, you know, jam random cards. I wanted to try something a bit different. Um, So I did build this Arcanist Shadow of Mortality list. where the the thought process behind was that one you don't actually have to work that hard for shadow either your opponent's going to be aggressive letting you play shadow early when you need it or just over time you're going to be flashbacking thought is taking some shock damage and then just playing it mm. even for three or four mana even if it's not just you know two mana seven seven it doesn't actually matter um unlike death shadow you can play it when you're above 13 life um just have to pay a bunch of mana but um or seven i don't remember exactly the text but the idea is you get to to get the discount regardless and then i wanted to put a couple more interesting cards in so shadow by itself just as a seven seven doesn't really kill the opponent and arcanist can be lackluster when you're not flashing back bigger stuff so i have the runner science in um i copied that idea from blue sky who's been playing grixis delver for a bit i don't love delver but i like the idea of the royal science just you know, pumping my Shadow, pumping my Arcanist, and pumping my Tassiger, which is another card I really like the idea of. Just being an engine and a blocker that you can easily get into play fast. Um, and then you have the regular removal spells and interaction you'd see in this kind of deck. We have two copies of Sleep Out the Back, which is hmm. a new instant. It's one blue, it's like costs one mana, blue mana. Um, target creature you control phases out, put a plus one plus one counter on it. And so it's actually not target creature you control. It is target creature. creature. You can mm-hmm. get rid of a blocker with this. Yeah, that's nice. That's true. Yeah, 
But I was thinking mostly of how this can protect my bigger creatures, pipe my Arcanist, and mm. I think you can do a turn three Croxa with this. I think. Um, need to make sure the rules Ooh. work the way I want them um, to. That should work. I yeah, yeah. Should. You know, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, that would absolutely work. Yeah, you wouldn't yeah. be able to sacrifice it if it's. And that's kind out. of terrifying. So I like that. Um, <laughs> yeah. So maybe you should do this. Go more all in on that or something. I don't know. Like play three copies of each. But I just liked having you know this generally lie around, and. Mm. I didn't do the sideboard yet, but now because you're not just playing red-black, you're playing blue as well. You get to play Disputes, you get to play, I don't know, other random cards. You get to play Consider in the main deck for Arcanist, which is super nice. You get to play Kling if you need to gain life at a pinch or exile some annoying card from the yard. Um, hmm. And I, I think this is genuinely interesting for me. Um, I'd look to try it out and see how it goes. Are you worried about having enough cards going to the graveyard to support both Kroxa mm. and Tassiger? Yeah. I mean, I think you figure out, like, you drew, if you draw both, then you have to figure out which one's better. And if you don't, you just use the one you have. Um, I, don't, I, think, I don't think it's worth overthinking. I do think that with Arcanist, that could end up being a bit too taxing on the yard, now that you mention it. Um, mm. But again, I mean... This is something that I think we'll figure out by playing the deck. Yeah, okay, yeah. I was, I was wondering if, yeah, maybe something like Stitcher Supplier still needs to end up in the final list. Yeah, yeah I'm excited or, for Grixis. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, I'm excited too. It's so nice to get a Triumphs, even if they have bad names. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so should we? Well, I guess two things. Uh, I want to know what, what, which deck you guys like the best. Um, I wanna, yeah, I'm trying I to think of anything more on this Grixis just yeah. real quick. Oh. You know, as far as Arcanist, were you looking at any of the other fun Grixis cards for Arcanist? You know, when I was seeing Arcanist, I was thinking about more of the other side of Arcanist, which is the, uh, uh, what, what is the Pyromancer um, and mm-hmm. these new causality spells. Uh, you know, Pyromancer as well as the three mana one, the, uh, oh gosh, witch. the one that has Ward. Mm-hmm. The witch. Yeah, the more Witch. Um, I was wondering if you looked at that at all with like Dread Horde Arcanist and all these new causality cards. I have. Casualty cards. It's I so, saying causality. It's so difficult because Rakdos just has all of these three drops and I just want to play all of them and I can't. They won't let me. Um, you know how you can play all of the three drops in Rakdos? Oh no. How? Is you play the companion called. Um, Yarion. Oh, uh, what, what is his name? No, no, no. The, uh, the other one. Oh. Uh, Kaluga. The Kaluga. otter. Kaluga. Lutri? No, 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 what's the other oh. Lutri? Lutri, there we go. Play Lutri. Then you get one of each of the three drops and you're happy. Oh, my God. We can also play Obosh, which is at least an idea. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> um, These are all ideas. I like it. You can't play Croaks with Obosh, though. That, that would hurt. Yeah, but it's fine. I mean, we get to play one of three drops, right? It's just better. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyways, you were starting to say, Ryan. Yeah, I mean, if, if you guys are cool, I know you know we don't have a lot of time to, to talk about this we're today. We're super cool. Um, but yeah, I'd like to ask you guys, which we, I always ask every time, which deck do you like the best out of this week's uh, brews? What's your favorite one? Mm-hmm. I If I can go first, I like mm-hmm. the Bant Super Friends deck. I think that has the most potential. It's a little scary. <laughs> you know, I a lot really of like the... Sorry, go ahead. I was going to say a lot of ways to just take over the game. It's so hard to get rid of Planeswalkers mm-hmm. in this format. Very snowbally. Yeah. 
Yeah, what's so your vote, What are you, Akaras? Yeah, my favorite would be, I think, the green-white tokens list. Um, again, I probably would build it... Naya, actually, Naya tokens. I would probably yeah. build it a bit differently, but again, I think I really like the idea. Um, so I'm excited to try some other, some versions of it out. Mm, I'm surprised. <laughs> Kevin, how about you? What's I your like favorite? I like Kroxa. I could pick either of Akaras's because they both have Kroxa, but I'm going to go with the Abnix list. You know, I, I think mm-hmm. that card is going to be really strong. You know, yeah. that, that kind of shell seems like an obvious runaway for... Uh, we're looking at power, and I always am. Um, and I know you, know, you, you want to shut, the, shut this down right away because you're running out of time, but because we didn't have a lot of time today, was there any other decks that you guys wanted to kind of brew that you didn't get a, a chance to get around brewing? Yeah, you know, I keep wanting to do some things with Jaxus. I think that card has impressed me quite a bit versus uh, how I originally thought she was going to play out. Um, so I had almost brought like a red-white Jaxus Humans. I have tried like Jaxus in a red-black mid-range, you know, kind of what a uh, kind of going off an old Ekros list with um, Jadanthan in the sideboard. Mm-hmm. You can play Jaxus as your four drop that can also be played for cheaper. Um, I think I've got her in a Jund list. Like I'm just kind of trying her out in a lot of places. That's really the card that I might have brought today and didn't. How about you, Emmett? Was there anything else you kind of wanted to try but you didn't have time to do today? So Jaxus is super interesting. Um, like Kevin said, I think uh, that card three mana like play it discard a card copy something draw I, it's just a lot of value um but i would say uh the black hideaway card and the blitz the three two blitz guy for two mana oh I... those two kind of make me want to try play some kind of a graveyard aggro deck again um not sure which and how but i might give it a brew i think okay yeah, for me, I really wanted to uh, try out uh, Scape Shift because uh, a couple of me and the guys have been talking about the Energenk channel and uh, the Topiary, <laughs> um, the Topiary guy, the Topiary, uh, what's this called? Uh, Stomper. Seems oh, like Stomper. A, a really cool card to, to put in that deck. thought you were just hating on my Stompers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, Kevin, you want to take right. a second? Yep, that's going to bring us into our show. So one more time, if you guys aren't following us at MPG Pioneer, that's one of the best ways to stay up to date with everything going on in Pioneer. You can find links to all of our socials there, including our Discord, where you're welcome to communicate with us more and see everything that's going out from the show. Uh, guys, what about you? Um, you guys can find me on Twitter at Yo Japan Hobbyist. Uh, and again, hopefully you guys can come into the Discord to share your own uh, jank brews or regular brews uh, in that channel. And uh, Emmett? Yeah, you can find me at Ekaros MTG, both on Twitter and on Twitch, and I'd be happy to see you around. Perfect. Thank you guys all for listening. Thank you for joining us here on the show, Ekaros. Uh, for everyone listening out there, we hope that we can be your go-to source for pioneer information online. Your first pioneers are brewing out.